Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. This episode is dedicated to Patronus Charles. Oh, Charles, how much I love you. Charles. Charles is in charge of my heart. Oh, yes, he is. Yeah. He's also known as Chuck Deasy. He's super cool. Uh, He's been a longtime Patronus, and he's one of my favorite people. The only problem with Charles is he did get into a beef with Bev, the dispatcher, because he ate her lean cuisine, and she's trying to count her points, and it makes it very difficult for her to keep track. When did Bev, the dispatcher, come to life? I believe it was in the Lacey Peterson episode. I think it was. I think you're right. Bev the Dispatcher was born. Yeah. Bev the Dispatcher has become very important in our lives. She's sort of an albatross around our necks. And (laughs) we are secretly (laughs) gleeful that Charles took her linguine. She's a little bit like Linda. Yeah. She she deserved it. She deserved it. But she's now passive aggressive for Charles. And it is ruining his workplace environment. And that I don't go for. I'm sorry for I'm sorry for that, Charles. Yeah, you don't. No deserve one deserves that. that. No. no one, especially not you. Charles is a dedicated bingo player. He's the first hey. one to put the bingo sleeves into the plastic sleeves and do it with marker. And so now he plays with coins, puts like quarters on it. Oh, that's dimes. smart. He was using like an expo marker to yes. do the. Yes, know. genius. Smart. Yeah, we love you, Charles. I hope you enjoy your episode. Thank you so much for being a Patreon. We couldn't do this without you. Insert Charles in Charge song here. Charles in Charge of our days and our nights. Charles in Charge of our wrongs and our rights. And I see I want Charles in Charge of me. (laughs) So this episode is called 11 Minutes. I think it's a pretty good title, and that's probably why I'm completely blocked and have no other titles. I sat for an hour. I got nothing. You did not sit for an hour thinking of titles, doing nothing and staring at the wall and thinking of titles. I mean, that's basically what I did. I was watching the episode again, and I kept saying to my dad, give me another title. I need a title. And he's like, why? And I was like, if you had ever listened to the freaking show, you would know. He's all upset because yeah. he lost one Instagram follower overnight and he's on, he thinks he's an influencer. And so it's oh. it's bothersome to him. But yeah, if he starts getting free makeup, let me know. Yeah, he's if he gets a birch box, I will totally tell you if he gets <laughs> any like I'm I'm mad if he starts getting makeup or the fit fun, whatever fit fun. Yeah. If he gets a free anything, I'm going to be really mad if I come home and he's cooking every plate. With his oh, yeah. 100 followers, 160, I don't know. He started out at seven. So he's really happy that I'm building him up and making him an influencer. So is he going to is he gonna direct message the one he lost and say, hi, how can I win you back? Is he gonna <laughs> Would try? it help if I actually posted a picture on Instagram? Because he has never posted a picture. Oh, no. So he just comments on everything? He just comments That's on not... our posts really Bob. sarcastically. 
No, Bob, that's what we call an insta-troll. Yeah, he's a it's lurker. unacceptable. Yeah. No, you're not allowed to lurk around and yeah. make snarky comments and then dash out. Yeah, that's Show what yourself. Does. Yeah, and then he doesn't that really is... know how to go back. So if people respond to him, he doesn't really know how to go back and check that. Oh, so it's like me and Twitter. Yeah, it's like you'll write something and then people write you back. So this episode is uh, eclectic Alabama. I like that name. Yeah. I might name, I if I had a child, I would maybe name her Eclectic. No, that would be terrible. Oh my God. That would be terrible. I take it back. I just threw up in my mouth. No, yeah. No. I was going to say, if if somebody else had named their child that and you heard it. I would it, make so much fun. The eye roll would be so severe yeah. that you'd get a migraine from how hard you rolled your eyes. Yeah. No, I don't It'd know be, why I. No. No. But if you had an antique mall, the Eclectic Antique Mall. Yeah. Would be a great name for that. Eclect- so we're pulling it back to the parents that bought the antique mall. I've been thinking a lot about antique malls since that episode. So, yeah. there's a Look, there's a lot of, there's a world of possibilities if you have an antique mall for what you can name it. Right. And it shouldn't just be a boring antique mall. It wasn't. It was Time Travelers. It yeah. was the Time Travelers antique mall. But I feel like you could go further with I think with- they're fans of Doctor Who. But I think it'd be funnier if you did something like sort of an obscure H.G. Wells reference or something that would be a little neat. I think that would be a kind of a fun. No, I was just listening to Kumail Nanjiani's uh, stand-up comedy, and yeah. he's asking people in the audience who plays video games. And then he's like, what's your username to oh, this guy? Go. And this user guy says this username and everyone's like, what? like laughing, like I have no idea. He's like, what is that? And he's like. It's a Dostoevsky reference. And, oh, that's... And Kumail is like, so that's, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Okay, they, that's the douchiest thing I've ever heard. Does okay. anyone get it? Do they laugh at you? Has anyone ever gotten it? No one. Um, And then like... It's throughout... like a crime and punishment reference? No, it's another book that I have not even... No, well, then that's even worse. Yeah. So it's an obscure Dostoevsky book. Yeah. No, we're done. No, yeah. we're done. And so then throughout the thing, he'll like be telling a joke and he's like, it's the, well, now it's the second douchiest thing you'll hear tonight. Thank you, Mr. Dobson. Wow. Yeah, it's really good. It's very funny. So this episode, 11 Minutes, is from uh, April 19th, 2019, season 27, episode 31, hosted by Josh Mankey, our BFF. Hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. You're not listening, but we love you anyways. Just in case. Yeah, in case you're listening. Maybe you're going to listen. So he does like us. I just don't think he actually listens to us. Also, good job, Josh, if you're listening. He did a great job. Good job. Nice work. Very nice work. Yes. A++. So this episode takes place in 2016 in Eclectic, which I will not be naming my child after. In fact, Mm -mm. I'm not going to have a child, but if I did. Um, Nor an antique mall. Or an antique mall. Um eclectic love no what are you doing electric love your your favorite song from bob's burgers eclectic love is that something so it would be eclectic love would be an open mic poetry slam night Mm -hmm. you would not i've got a thick skin and an eclectic heart see it okay yes i know i see it i see it (laughs) Thousands of people have shut this off by now. So many people are like, goodbye (laughs) and good night. Thanks. 
I tried. I tried with the date with Dateline, but I just could, I couldn't. I couldn't. I gave it a chance. I gave it eleven minutes, which is the title, and I couldn't even make it through that. <laughs> so this episode is about uh, a family. Madison is the son. There's two other children who we do not hear from at all, and they're, April, they're younger. By they're the way, younger boys. April and Michael, and two twin uncles, who we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. Madison twins. Twin. I know. So, so you love twins. I do. So Madison was kind of a wild teenager, drinking and smoking pot and partying. His parents, it just seemed fair, fairly run-of-the-mill, but I think it was escalating to become a bigger problem. Uh, mm-hmm. His parents were separating. Mm. They told him if he got in trouble again, he was going to be arrested. He had one chance left. And so what does he do? His dad goes to work and he throws a house party. Where's his dad work? Is he throwing a house party during the day? Yeah, that was, my that was question. very strange because from what we had gathered, the dad was retired or had stepped down. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, yeah. I'm not quite sure what was what time of day this house party was. I think it was the night before, actually. So so he had a night job. I think so he had a night had, like, job. the dad had a graveyard shift. Yeah. And for some reason, Madison is staying at his dad's. He lives living. with his dad now that the parents are separated. And the younger brothers live with the mom. Not sure about that. They, I bet you they do because I think they're much yo- I think they're much younger. Oh, okay. 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 So let's just get this right out of the way. Madison is basically a teenage dirtbag. Um, he's a teenage boy, and that comes with the territory. So he's kind of a bag of wieners by definition. He doesn't look like a Madison to me. He looks like a Tyler. His name isn't Madison. It's Jesse. Correct. He's what? a Jesse. But does he is he choosing to go by Madison? No, Madison's the middle name. Okay, but he is choosing to go by that. He is choosing to go by Madison, but come to find out, the dad, Michael, his first name is also Jesse. Oh, so they both go so by their middle names. Jesse is some sort of a family name on the dad's side, and they both go by the middle names. That's it. So oh. there we go. So this it's is not like, like the don't... lineage, like half the town is named Jesse something. It's like a oh, Sir Davos, Sir Jorah. I, I <laughs> hope that's the case. Yes. But it said it's Jesse. Really yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, but I think that seriously, it's a lot less irritating. Jesse, knowing that no, knowing that the dad's name is also Jesse, they all go by the middle name. Right. Like yeah. it's not because yeah, because also Madison's Madison's a for, cooler name. Madison for a boy. I, Interesting. Can I just say Twitter? I have not seen Twitter this divided since the blue dress and the gold dress. People were livid, like, oh, it's a, that's a, I've not seen a boy's name, blah, blah, blah. And then so many people were like, Madison is a unisex name. Like, throwing down. People were amped about this. Interesting. Well, I, I only hmm. think I have heard of girl Madisons. I have too, but I also come from a family where my sister's name is Riley. And when Riley was named Riley, that was a boy name. Mm-hmm. because it was many many years ago mm-hmm. so it was always a surprise to have a girl named riley mm-hmm. and then now it's a lot more common yeah but i think that we might start seeing more boy madisons popping up i am gonna call madison tyler madison because that is more what he looked like to me yeah it's like, like ashley tyler. madison slash madison reed slash holly madison from girls next door girls next door so Tyler, to me, he looks like a Tyler Madison. He has like a shock of like surfer blonde hair. He thinks Tyler, he's kind of a gangster. He like is, is that a person? Is Tyler Madison a real person? I don't know. 
Should I oh. check first? No, I've never heard of them. I'm sure there's a million Tyler Madisons sure. out there. I'm not so, talking but, about you personally. Yeah. But you know what? I did get some flack for calling Natalie's the psychopaths who wear a white dress to your wedding because poor Natalie Bannon was like, why did she have to be named Natalie? And then I said, I'm going to have to start thinking of girls' names that don't offend anyone. And so um, people were writing in suggestions like if I changed the lettering of people's names, like a Game of Thrones where you add like an E in there. You oh, know? yeah, there we go. Or yeah, if, like an um, umlaut. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, I just add an umlaut. Or if I pick yeah. like flower names or names of colors or something instead of, you know, instead of saying Linda, like poor Linda. I'm so sorry for all the Lindas out there. What you need is a baby book from like 1955. Right. And then you can pick any of those names. Go with Blanche. Go with like yeah. some of these other yeah. Doris. Clementine. Doris. Doris. Yeah. These are all Francis. There might be Doris's out there still. I hope there are Doris's out there. Yeah. Uh, so th- in the one picture that I'm speaking of, he is flipping like a wannabe gang sign, you know, like the backwards peace sign thing. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, he's super cool. I'm yeah. thinking he probably has a poster of Nicki Minaj in his bedroom that makes me very uncomfortable. Because mm. it's super raunchy. Maybe. I could see. I don't know. Or do you think he has a poster of Linkin Park? Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like he's a little more that, like, Fred Durst. So, Michael, the dad, who is actually Jesse Michael, mm-hmm. was a former mayor and fire chief. And he is very into his reputation. They mention it multiple times that he is very upset that his son's drunken behavior, partying, will ruin his reputation in the town. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So much more on that later. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Michael called the cops on his son. He called the sheriff's office. And the sheriff, who we will get to know tremendously, who Mankey doesn't, I don't think, particularly like, uh, sends a deputy. Really? Yeah. Sends a deputy to the house. Now, the deputy that he sends to the house to deal with this situation with Tyler Madison is the sheriff's son. Yeah. That's very important. And they it's don't. It's one of those kinds of towns. It's one of those kinds of towns. So Michael, the dad, greets the deputy in the yard and says, OK, when you go in the house, you're going to see Tyler Madison in handcuffs because I'm trying to discipline him. Uh huh. So the deputy goes in and Madison is in handcuffs and April, the mom, is there trying to deal with the son and she's very upset. And are we just supposed to like pretend that handcuffing your teenage child is like a totally normal thing to do? Is this Alabama justice? Yeah, no, I think I I could see that. I think it's insane. Kimberly justice. Bam. Okay, I don't I don't know. I think that you think it's an Alabama thing. No, I think it's a parenting thing. It I don't is. know. I don't I don't have kids. So I'm trying to think of a teenage, a 17 year old boy who's like kind of out of control and like you're trying to scare him straight. Right. So the dad was like, you know, former fire chief. And yeah, it's but like, no, do fire we're not going to do this. And mayors have handcuffs in their house. Or was that sure. for kinky stuff? No, you stop that. It was not. For why kinky would he stuff. have it? Why would he have it? I think he was a paramedic. No, unsure. I can't answer that question. I plead the fifth. I don't know. So Michael is asking the deputy, how can I get Tyler Madison in front of a judge? Because I want a judge to scare him straight. He's totally Uh out of control and we are at our wits end. And the deputy tells him, well, tomorrow you can pick up the paperwork about this visit and you can pursue things like that in juvenile court. And so the deputy leaves. 11 minutes later, where we get the title from, there's a 911 call. 
Inside the bedroom, there are two bodies on the floor with the gun between them. And whatever happened was in that 11 minutes. Much like the 12 minutes on Elm Street. Yes. Where we don't totally know what happened. Although there are video, there are audio recordings. Hi, Ulysses. Are you going to climb onto the computer? What you doing? She needs attention. If this lasts for 11 minutes, Ulysses. It's not. She's she's just got... Ulysses, a- is your first name Jesse? <laughs> are you Jesse, Jesse Ulysses? I'm going to start. That's my new Starbucks order. <laughs> Jesse Katie. <laughs> Jesse with an X? Jesse, Jesse Katie with an X. Thank you. So I did keep getting a little bit confused between, oh my God, all I see on the camera is cat fur belly. She's a, oh, she's on the mic. Okay. Ulysses. I, <laughs> Ulysses. She's going for the mic. Okay. All right. Yeah. You did good. Look at you. Good job. Oh, you made take, it onto the show. Take a nap. Yeah. Look <laughs> at you. You got everyone's attention. You did real good. So Madison had gone to his neighbor's house. And he had said his parents were in a physical fight and the neighbor called 911. The fight happened right after the deputy left. And Madison says it was about his behavior, he thinks. so Because he said they go into the bedroom. They go into the bedroom, close the door, and then they were arguing. Got it. Um, So by the time the police get there, Michael is already dead. He's the one of the bodies on the floor. And April is shot and unconscious. The police mm-hmm. think right away that Michael had shot her and then killed himself because April was shot through her hand first and then in the head. And Michael seemed to be self-inflicted. Okay. So we rewind and April had gotten together with Michael in high school and they had gotten married and had three kids. Michael was a big shot in town, the fire chief and then the mayor. And they seemed happy for a long time. But then he kind of turned mean and was not being nice to her. And April couldn't take it anymore. So she left. Michael did not want to separate. They were not on speaking terms until that day when Michael texted her and said, come over here and help me deal with Tyler. He threw a party. And so she like reluctantly went over there. But they weren't really speaking other than that. The cops discover that there's actually an entry wound in the back of Michael's head. And that's what changes everything. The police think the only way he could have shot himself in the back of the head is to hold the gun upside down and with his left hand, even though to quote my best friend Bianca from Suspicion, Michael was staggeringly right-handed. No. Yes. Who said he was staggeringly right-handed? They said he was right-handed. Yeah. I read another thing that said he was ambidextrous. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. So just saying. I like I think that. that. C- it's convenient if he's right-handed for what the police then go well, for. Well, they show a, but... a picture of him playing a guitar with the right hand, and that's okay. pretty much all they have. And they just say he was right-handed. But yeah. that is very interesting if he was mm-hmm. ambidextrous. Interesting. Yeah. So the pathologist says that it's a homicide. And at this point, Mank has a very simple leading question to ask, as all interviewers do on every show ever. He -hmm. says to the sheriff, and so you go forward with the homicide investigation. And the sheriff says, well, it's not a head scratcher. You've got a piece of paper that says homicide. No, sir. Oh, my God. You do not get to be sassy to Mank. We can be sassy to Mank. All of us Dateline lovers can be sassy to make. But you, sir, with the tiny little star on your lapel, because you need to remind us that you're the sheriff, and also you're sheriff. probably trying to one-up Josh's hanky, I don't think so. 
Good day, sir. Good day. I said good day. You get that little star out of here. Mm -mm. I was not happy. I did not notice that he was that sassy. Yes. He said it's not a head scratcher. He didn't say it like that, did he? That's how I interpreted it. Okay, I see. You were on the defensive already. Not until that moment. Oh, really? Okay. All right. I mean, well, his haircut and his face reminds me, as I've said this many times before, there are people on Dateline with gray shocks of shocks, 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 shocks. What are you trying what to say? Locks? Sh- no, I'm trying A to shock say shock. of gray hair. Yeah, I'm trying to say shock. Uh, you, <laughs> I don't know. And you're saying shock. So it's shuck, interesting. Like shuck and corn. <laughs> so the, or shuck and an oyster on a pearl party. On at a pearl party. Yep. If you guys don't know what a pearl party is, just go to Facebook and type it in. You will never forgive us because it will take over your whole life. You will. You'll be the dumbest and yeah. the most intriguing. You can't stop watching thing on the internet right now. Apologies in advance to anyone who is actively participating in the pearl selling companies. Oh my god! If you are, to reach out podcast. to us. Yeah, please. but if you are, we need to know everything. So it's important that you message us. We and People Are Wild want to know everything. I got Kim yeah. from People Are Wild hooked and she'll, she she texts me at like set three in the morning. She's like, I have my I have a 10 hour yep. nurse's shift tomorrow and I'm watching this freaking pearl party. Yeah, you'll be upset because you'll realize you'll look up at the clock and realize that 45 minutes have gone by. Yeah. And you're you're into it now. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. That's so ridiculous. April is in the hospital. She's been shot in the head and she unfortunately does not make it. And the police think, well, two people were shot and there was a third person in the house that survived. So he is the killer. He's uh-huh. their prime suspect suspect, and he's being questioned. Now we meet two of April's brothers. They're twins. And one of them was a cop. So he sits in on the interrogation, which people kind of thought was weird that he was sitting in on the interrogation. But Tyler's a minor. So, and both of his parents are now dead. So it seemed yeah, totally normal to me that an uncle would 17. sit in. Yeah, and in the legal age in Alabama, I looked it up, is 19. So we're doing like the Brandon Dassey, Dassey situation exactly. again, where like exactly. no one was sitting in. Yeah, and, so all yeah. of you that thought that that was weird, I don't know why you thought that was weird. So they, they did kind of think he was leading, giving him leading questions a little to try to mm. help him. Even Mank calls him on it, but... I not I don't know about that. So hmm. Madison says his parents were in the bedroom fighting. He heard his mom scream help. He he kicked the door in. I don't even know if he tried the knob first or he just wanted to try kicking it in because he had been playing Fortnite or something and really wanted to kick a door in. I don't think he kicked it. He said he smashed it. What does that Didn't mean? He... Like like, I'm assuming he used his shoulder. Did he use like an axe, like in The Shining? No, no, he smashed it with his shoulder. But I don't know. That's still uh, a a like a TV cop movie. Move. But also keep in mind he he has his handcuffs on. That's true. That's so how he has to he has to he has to kick it or like punch it with his shoulder, like get in That's there. That's true. To get the You're door right. Open. His hands are behind his back. So and he, the house seemed like um, I don't know what it's called. I don't. Um, it's no, no. Disarray? It's not, uh, yeah, it was in disarray, the dad's house was, but which we makes more sense later. Yeah. But it's more the type of house it is. Uh, it's not a, a mobile home. Mm-hmm. It's not a trailer per se, but it's that kind of a tract home that you'd build do you, so that the things aren't heavy. 
it's not like an old house where there's this really heavy door. It's probably, it could even be an accordion door. Right. I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think that him smashing through the door is as dramatic as, as it's maybe a- he's. It's, yeah. it's like on the Goldbergs and he sm- he kicks like through a thing of like cardboard and he's like, I yeah, did it. Karate. Exactly. I yeah, did it's it. Not, it's not. It's not karate kid. It's not the glory of love. Um, so he he kicks the door in or smashes it in, whatever. He says his m- dad was holding his mom uh, almost like in a chokehold. And he mm-hmm. in this was instead of like going towards them to help, he I, I think his dad is a lot bigger than him. Uh, he ran to the neighbors to get help. And um, he's handcuffed. He's also What's he going to do kick his dad in the shin and then fall over and kick be him like, in the back to protege. No, but he's not going to think. But his dad is holding the mom in front of his <laughs> Becky's protege. I yeah. think the way that he's choking yeah. her, she's held in front of his business. He can't kick him. No, it totally makes sense. So he runs to the neighbor's house. He says he never heard gunshots. Mm-hmm. The cops are right away saying, you did this. And Madison is saying, no, I didn't. The cop mm-hmm. leaves the room and Madison flips him off. <laughs> yeah. And Mankey says... For, for the sheriff, he thought that was out of left field. And I was like, is it? Both mm-hmm. of his parents are dead. And 20 minutes later, you're telling him you're a liar and you did it. And you're like, I was handcuffed behind my back. And then you flip. <laughs> like, I don't, he's a teenager. He's a punk teenager. Of course, yeah, he's, he's going to flip kid. him off. Yeah. yeah. So the cops um, say that when they were taking Madison's blood sample, he was talking about homecoming and missing school and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. i just i don't know because i remember the amanda knox thing and they said all these things that sounded so damning and then when you actually realize the context of it it didn't seem damning at all so i just want to know you know what i'm saying i i think i know what happened in this case actually i was thinking about it when he said oh yeah i was talking about homecoming i guarantee you whoever was taking him to draw his blood or do his fingerprints or whatever they were doing probably asked him right probably asked him about school because that, so that he, it's a do you know there's only like a thousand people in that town so the yeah, person taking the blood probably has a kid at the school they're probably just small talking i think and so that's what happened with amanda knox and people made it right. seem like she was flippant or maybe he was saying like context is everything maybe he was saying i can't believe that yesterday i was worried about homecoming and now my Absolutely. parents are dead and the sheriff um, is saying he's talking about missing homecoming because he's a terrible person. You just don't know uh, unless you know what the context is. True. So we can't. I mean, he says stuff later that is terrible. He but. does. He to- In fact, giving what he says later, you're totally right. I can maybe bet that he was saying, I'm going to miss homecoming. And Danielle totally puts out. So, yes, like that's probably what he was saying. You're right. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, you're right. So this is where we go to the terrible prison phone call which is video recorded which i really love because mm-hmm. i would love to see leslie and kathleen's faces as they're discussing the place where luigi's funeral was held go back and listen to last week and how yeah. those bratty cats broke elizabeth's strawberry shortcake plate and it's her favorite plate she doesn't have a favorite plate she's one year old do one year maybe they do have do one-year-olds have favorite plates maybe they do i don't know about childhood development 
I don't know. Or adult development. Or I don't know about anything. <laughs> I don't know about my own development. So Madison, I'm in arrested development. So uh, Ma Madison uh, is in the jail and he's talking on the prison phone. The video is looking at him and he's asking his friend. I'm going to read it for you because it is Dostoevsky slash Kafka worthy. Oh, no. He asked his friend, like, what have, like, all the girls said about it? Like, that's what I'm wondering. Like, the people I slept with, like, what do they think about it right now? Like, oh, damn, I effed a murderer. So I'd like to arrest him for using, like, six times in three sentences. He's, and then the, the sheriff makes it sound like, okay, it's terrible what he's saying. He's being cocky and arrogant and flippant and douchey but he's not saying he's a murderer he's saying do the girls that i've slept with think that they they have slept with a murderer yeah he's wondering what they're think if they're thinking about him and right he's he's being a teenager i don't know he's being a teenager what, it's like, all bravado like i don't know if he's even slept with any girls but to to the ladies of eclectic sleeping with teenage dirtbags like tyler raise your standards I no, think there's a thousand people in that town, Kimberly. Small pickings. It's a, it's You're a, right. No, it's a whatever. Shooting fish Anything in a goes. barrel. Yeah. So I think these girls need to get some self-esteem and reach out to a nearby town. And you know what would give them better self-esteem? Finding a new bra from Lively. Lively is a bra company that is about high style, high comfort. It's about empowering women and giving them confidence so they don't hang out with D-bags like Tyler. True. They are so comfortable. Katie, you love yours. I have to say, of all the bras that I have tried in the last few years, I am really excited about Lively. Mm -hmm. They offer a bunch of different styles for all different body types, which is really cool. They go from 32A to 44 triple D, and they have all these different kinds of bras, like the bralettes, the t-shirt bras, the push-up bras, plunge bras, and this really special no-wire bra, which is really comfortable. And they have it in strapless, which is what I got. And I've been looking for a strapless bra forever, and it's perfection. It's Ugh. really sturdy, and it, like, holds everything, but it doesn't feel uncomfortable like you're having to pull it up all the time. It's incredible. I'm really impressed with Lively. I pre-ordered a new plus-size brand that they are having because I think it's awesome. They're doing, they want to fit all women, all sizes. That's and most amazing. bra companies aren't ready for all my jelly and Lively uh -huh. is ready for all my jelly. So I cannot yeah. wait to get it. It's going to be arriving very shortly. Which style did you get? Do you remember? I got the t-shirt bra. Okay. That was the other one I was I don't ever about. wear anything dressier than a t-shirt. I also got the bralette, which is really nice because it has a band. Because normally those bralettes, like they're they're just nothing. It's like sort of a, a band of lace. This is not like that. The way that it's built, it has sort of a thicker elastic band. One of their catchphrases is that it's where high style meets ultimate comfort. And I totally buy it. Mm. The fabrics are super soft. They barely feel like you're wearing anything, but then they look beautiful. Katie they loves this really bra. Nice. Like she's been talking about it off the podcast. Yeah, I get, I'm really excited about like Lively. Like texting I'm, me about her bra. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> need to know about your bra, but I'm glad you're happy with it. They have a, a fit guide online that you can do. Yeah. And if you, for some reason, don't like it, Free returns. They give you a shipping label in your package so you can just mail it right back. It's very easy to do returns. 
Right now, for a limited time, you can get $10 off your first order by visiting wherelively.com forward slash date dateline and enter date dateline at checkout. Only available in the U.S. So again, that's wherelively.com, W-E-A-R-L-I-V-E-L-Y.com to get $10 off your first order, enter date dateline at checkout. Available only in the U.S. Awesome. So cool. So once these girls have gotten their new bras, I really think they're going to run from Tyler. The, yeah, not absolutely. not the murder thing, but just the fact that he is kind of a D-bag. So police test his theory that he didn't hear any gunshots when he ran to the neighbor's house. They fire guns and you can hear it. However, I do want to play devil's advocate. Now, yeah. you know, when your adrenaline is pumping and Yep. In the movies, sometimes they have people even get their hearing is all fuzzy, like you see it from their perspective, yep. and it's all fuzzy, almost like they've been shot near them and their eardrums are blown out, but it's just like their adrenaline pumping. So I, I don't know if that's real, but that's in the movies. No, I 100% thought the same thing. I was like, he wouldn't hear it. Yeah. There's a really good chance that he did hear it and doesn't remember hearing it. Yeah. It's not what's going through his mind as he's running panicked to the neighbors because he thinks his dad is about to choke his mom to death yeah i don't think it's that weird that he didn't hear the gunshots also he could have permanent ear damage from those lincoln park concerts we don't know he's not going to concerts also well listening to music also he could still have drugs in his system from the party the night before so there's lots of no he's not still what do you do eat like a thousand edibles no maybe he's fine no they weren't doing edibles they were smoking bongs they had bongs and And a box that, as Mankey says, smelled suspicious. That was a that was lo- I liked the way that was put. Good job on that. I love that. We all know what that means. And they show a little like box filled with parsley. That's <laughs> yeah, not parsley. It's parsley. Yeah. It's for cooking. So but also what year is this? This is 2016. Yeah. OK, so illegal. Probably in Alabama. Probably still illegal. Probably still illegal in Alabama. Yeah. OK. So we get what we've newly discovered to be one of Katie's pet peeves. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, this part. the sheriff, Sheriff Sarcastic. Oh, yes. Oh, no, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He calls Mank Josh. By his, yeah, by his common name, by his familiar. By his biblical as, name. Right. Is that right? His biblical first name? Don't think so, but that's all right. Okay. It sounds good. It sounds good. So he says, well, you know, Josh. No. no. I said good day, sir. Yeah. So he says, well, you know, Josh, if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck and it feels no, like a duck and all that that's blah, blah, blah. Not it. he says if it walks like a duck yeah if it talks like a duck if it looks like a duck if it feels like a duck if it smells if it he said josh if it walks talks looks feels smells like a duck so he addressed he every through, single sense i wrote them down <laughs> every single i wish he had through, included a sixth sense if it gives you goosebumps because it's a ghost <laughs> all but senses like, does he think that that's going to make his point more valid? Right. That he went through all of it? Yeah. No, it's it's ridiculous. And the whole Josh thing negated what he was going to say to me anyways. So that's no. how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> we have gotten more more requests for your Tunnel Suck voice. They said they've only heard it once and it was way too short. <laughs> it's good. That's Donald Duck when he gets out of the shower. He takes the towel and he shimmies it. He shimmies it on his furry little butt. That's it. That's what I'm imagining. So now is very exciting because Mank is interviewing Tyler Madison. 
and he's cut off his hair. It's much shorter. And he looks a little bit more like a Colin to me. Madison's high school friends are freaking out because his mugshot is on Snapchat on Daily Mail next to Kim Kardashian. And it's, I love these current ones. I love them. It's They're... like the murder is kind of crazy. But the really insane part is that he's on Snapchat next to Kim Kardashian. That was mind blowing to these kids. I don't know how Snap. Do you know how Snapchat works? I well, you scroll or you slide to the right. I'm not sure. And so, but is it based on popular snaps? Probably. Is it based on like so? The fact that he was near Kim Kardashian means that it's a it's a much viewed snap. No, because it could be like on Twitter. Like Twitter tells me the top tweets or the trending stuff in my area. So. It'll say like in Los Angeles, this is what's trending now. So I don't really know if that's all trending all across the country or something. So I'm guessing I don't think Tyler's webs mugshot was trending nationwide or worldwide. I I think it was definitely trending in Alabama for sure. In Alabama, that was okay. So that's how you knew the other day the wind was trending. I would. Yes, L.A. wind was trending. And I don't know if it was trending worldwide, but it was definitely trending in Los Angeles. It was so windy, Katie. It blew out my hot water. I had no hot water. We've discussed, but I'm saying the I I that people are tweeting like, (laughs) what are they tweeting? Like funny things like Mary Poppins is coming. Like, what do you tweet? Like, (laughs) yes, yeah, just basically that. My hair is crazy. This LA wind is something else. Okay. I didn't see many, like, really funny ones that I wanted to retweet. They're not. That's people talking about the weather. People do that on, used to do that on Facebook. Not so much anymore, but it used to be a lot of, like, this is my sandwich. It's so bright out. (laughs) But, like, my Instagram was filled with Coachella, my personal Instagram, because I follow all these makeup people, and they all went to Coachella, which just, what? No, wearing their, like, feathers and beaded tops. But that just needs to change. I don't understand why that sort of bohemian chic look is still going at Coachella. I feel like that should have flipped into something else by now, but we're still in it. Yeah, no, it's maybe because it's cooler and it's very hot there. I don't. It's I mean, just a way to dress skanky. Let's be honest. It's just like, how can I skankify this Aztec print? Yeah, <laughs> I would like this in a cropped one shoulder. How can I appropriate Native American style in yeah. the skankiest way possible? By showing my side boob. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would like. That's pr- I can't. So do you remember when uh, earlier this season they had Dennis smashing through the fourth wall like the Kool-Aid man? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They do it again. Yeah. We see them slating, Tyler and Mankey slating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, I was like, oh, breaking the fourth wall. Also, Maddie and Mankey being best friends. No? Maddie and Mankey yeah. being best friends. Is he in prison? The question is. <laughs> That's is great. That, yeah. Yeah. Did he hear gunshots? Did was he, do he the high? Crime? <laughs> Maddie and Mankey solving the crime. Love it. All right. Uh, so Mank comes out of the gate swinging with these questions yeah. with his giant. He's swinging that giant pocket square like a baseball bat. And he is like rapid fire questions. Did you yep. shoot your parents? Did you shoot one of them? Did you shoot your mom? Did you shoot your dad? What's your favorite color? What team do you root for? Ginger or Marianne? Like he's just coming <laughs> right at him. And Tyler's like, no, 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 I didn't. No, I didn't. Like. Yeah. Marianne, mint chocolate chip. Like, he's just, <laughs> he's ready for it. 
So he says after the parents separated, he lived with his dad. His dad had recently found out that April had a new boyfriend and he was freaking out. He had called yeah. her leaving messages like, I can't live without you. And he was crying. Madison said that while he was in jail, he was comp- contemplating how he had kind of gone off track before this whole thing happened, like with partying yeah. and stuff. And he started writing apology letters to people. It almost seemed like he was doing the 12 steps. It did a little bit. So there there must be some sort of program. There definitely is. Or or, or not. But I don't maybe know. he did. I mean, I do know that there is a lot. Aren't there like some like faith-based stuff in the Absolutely. 12 steps? Yes. Yeah. So it, uh, 12 steps are very faith-based. And in prison, there are groups that do that a lot. So yeah. he might be on step nine because he was sending letters to everyone. Like at his school, he was sending letters to his friend, the girl that was really excited about Kim K, that he had done something to her in ninth grade or something. And he was really sorry for it. He also says in the letter, I don't know if you think I did it, but I need to tell you I'm, I didn't do it. And then what really gets the friend is he puts a Bible verse about having hope for the future. And at this point, you need to not be so cynical. I'm sorry. Do we think everyone who paints their face John 316 at a football game is a good person? No. I will say, I think that maybe his behavior was real gnarly before. Yes. And so I think that maybe she's a, a believer, going girl, yes. a believer. And so yes. that meant more to her. Nothing wrong with that. So... Tyler tells Mank that he repeatedly asked to take a polygraph test. In fact, he is on camera in the interrogation room without a blanket, because it's not that cold in there, saying, (sighs) can I take a polygraph test? As soon as you guys can get this polygraph test, I want to take it. Like, he's ready that night. Police never gave it to them, which is weird. Um, And also, someone online said that Alabama actually lets you put polygraph results in trial which I had always thought they were inadmissible. I think it's only some states it's inadmissible. So isn't that even more interesting that they wouldn't give him the polygraph knowing that they could use the results in trial, which leads me to believe they had some doubts that he did it. So where here's the the thought that I had is maybe the town is too small. So this this town is obviously really tiny. Maybe they don't have access to the technology of a po- like the polygraph machine. They probably have to call. No, I'm serious. They probably have to call the county over. Yeah, that's to possible. get the person who can administer it. Yeah, that's possible. I don't think every police department but just they has could a have polygraph done it at any test. time. He's in jail for a year. No, they absolutely should have done it. Yeah, they 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 should have. He requested it, and they should have done it. But I'm just saying, I think it maybe wasn't as easy as walking in right, the other room, right. going into conference room B, right, hooking him up. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they definitely would have had to call in a special polygraph expert to come in. Yeah. yeah. So Madison is, I'm starting to be more on Madison's side. And mm-hmm. then he always does this thing, like he says one thing too many that make yeah. me not on his side. So yeah. he's saying, well, I would have passed the polygraph test because it's a lie detector test. And I mean, yeah, sure. Some people have found a way to trick it where they're guilty and they're lying and it, they passed the test. But I didn't know how to do that. I mean, I was 17. Why, Why are would you mad he about say that? that? Because that's what you're thinking. I mean, I thought the same thing. Well, no, he could have just left it at I would have passed it. I know I'm innocent. Done. Now, why would he bring up criminals who are so deviant that they have learned how to beat a polygraph machine. I did not find that odd. I think that I would be over explaining as well. 
You think he's so? Over, he's a classic overexplainer. He 100% is a classic overexplainer. He does it again later at the very end. Yeah. And you're totally right. And to me, it was like, why are you talking so much? It makes but me you think you have too. something to hide. No. No, you're just over-explaining it. Maybe. Uh, well, okay. I He's just very self-assured and cocky. You know, he says, they're trying to mess with me, the sheriff's department. They don't know who they're messing with. Like, Yeah, that's a little... I mean, Lord, that's a, give that's me that's the a... confidence of a mediocre white man. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. 17-year-old teenage dirtbag. Yes. Yeah. Now, all of his mom's family is standing by him, including the one twin that's the cop that was sitting in, mm-hmm. and the other twin who has a flock of seagulls haircut going on. Yes. No, he just has a shock of white. With shock of white that he has dyed throughout the process of filming the Dateline. Correct. Because it is gray in his interview, and then in the B-roll, it is dark on the sides and bleach blonde on top. No, no, that's a separate twin. No, it's not. Oh, that's where I got confused. Same twin. Gray hair, floppy in the front in his interview. Mm-hmm. And then in the B-roll, it's dark on the sides and it's white dyed shock flock of seagulls. Wait, but dyed gray in the front? Um, No, I thought just regular gray. Oh, okay. I On Twitter, the Dateline producer said that he did dye it because someone asked, did he just dye his hair? And they said, yeah, he dyed it. I wonder if he got in trouble. Maybe. You're probably, you're not supposed to change your hair color that much when you're shooting. It okay. ruins the continuity. Yep. So, and then you have stupid people like me who think you're the other twin. <laughs> I, got, I kept getting confused. I just sort of rolled them into, I'm sorry, I know I'm not supposed to do that, but I was like, okay, I can't, I'm having a hard time keeping track. So. Uh, yeah, they look very similar. They have the same long, lean face. Like They're twins. Very skinny face. What do you mean they look similar? Well, They're twins. They look, They. I mean, I could tell them apart because of the hair, probably mostly. Yeah, they're identical twins. Yeah. So not- that's just... That's your best quote of the episode. <laughs> they look alike. They look very similar. <laughs> the twins? That's weird. It's a hot <laughs> take there from Kimberly. I hot. would, as I always say, twins look alike. <laughs> Thank you, Peggy Thanks. Hill. Thanks, Peggy. <laughs> oh. So this flock of seagulls twin also used to be in law enforcement. I think everyone in this town... No, he's the one... That, there's one twin that used to be in law enforcement. The other one also used to be in law enforcement. No. Yes, 1,000% yes. No, we need... I need a ruling on this. I have to go back because <laughs> I'm not... I'm not sure. I don't think that's right. I 100% think that's right because I watched it several times. He is Can doing we... his B-roll with a huge American flag up in his office. And he, the really stylish one, the one that looks yeah. like he should be on Queer Eye, he is like flipping through like his note yeah. stuff. And he also used to be in law enforcement. Well, no, we need to talk to Josh because why are they both not in law enforcement? I need backgrounding. I need yeah. information. No, it's yeah. true. So he starts looking at the case. The other straight laced twin, the one that's not Flock of Seagulls, he bonded Tyler out of jail. He and his wife took out a loan and got Tyler out of jail. He's been in jail for a year. That's so sad. It's a huge bail, by the oh, way. Oh my God. I He's like, we're still, we still have that loan out. Yeah. It was a million dollars. And then it finally got lowered to 300000 but $300,000. Unbelievable. The twins find out this is big. Michael, the dad, had been on heavy heavy narcotics oh my god when he would when he died this is the toxicology report yes the cocktail of oxycodone uh hydrocodone uh a third one tramadol tramadol it was like an elephant tranquilizer cocktail that he was on 
That's a pain pill addict. Yeah. And the whole family apparently knew about his drug problem, but they didn't talk about it. Probably why they separated, right? I think that was a big part of it. I think, well, that's probably where his mood swings came from and oh, yeah. why he was lashing out in April. Now, he had a reputation in the town as the former mayor and the former police or fire chief and a paramedic. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. our insider, the Benton Bunch on Instagram, gave us Ooh. some background because she's from that town. He okay. actually had to resign due to his drug issues. He did. Okay. Yes. And stealing evidence. Oh, my. Yeah. So he had big problems. Now, it's not just that he had big problems with drugs. A lot of people in America are dealing with the opioid crisis right now. But it. she said he was not a good guy. Like, he had really, oh, really? huge issues and was not a good guy. Now, oh then if you just go back to how Michael's whole thing was he didn't want his sons partying to affect his reputation. Yeah. Um, I learned it from watching you, Dad. I learned it from watching yeah. you. this is your brain this is your dad's brain on drugs wow yeah you're total no you're i mean talk about a fall from grace you're the mayor and you have to resign stealing evidence and your drug problem and now your son is embarrassing you because he's throwing a house party with pot like come on yeah that's yeah Hmm. i mean it really makes you look at michael in a different light i think yeah also why was he allowed to live with his dad that's a good point, too. I mean, he maybe chose him because he thought his dad was more lenient, but it doesn't seem like his dad was more lenient. His dad seems was... really unstable. But it does make more. What is that what you were saying about why the house looked like the way it did? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. now. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't just that Tyler had had a party there the night before. The dad was also kind of living in disarray right? because he was dealing with his huge drug addiction. So the straight-laced twin thinks that Michael was using the problems with Tyler to lure April back in. Like, if we get back together, maybe Tyler wouldn't be in so much trouble, you know? You know what's a better way to rekindle a romance than getting your son arrested? Making someone a home-cooked meal from HelloFresh. I was going to say go to rehab. But yes, (laughs) I think... Both are good options. you're, You're absolutely right. So... Our latest sponsor is HelloFresh, and Yay. they are a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients, so all you have to do is cook, eat, and enjoy. Yes. There's none of this time-consuming going to the supermarket trying to figure out if you have all the ingredients to make that one casserole that probably isn't going to be very good. HelloFresh takes all of the guesswork out of you doing You said this. that with personal bitterness. Has that happened to you? Yeah, it's happened to me multiple times <laughs> where it's like all I needed was cream cheese and I didn't have it. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, hap- it's happened a lot. It's super simple. I need simple because twice in the past two days, I have made myself instant noodle soup and have cooked it with one of the flavoring pouches still in it. You might need to see a doctor. I think I need to see a doctor. But I think that HelloFresh is definitely going to be the answer for you. Yeah. So you can make all of these meals. Their recipes are built in a way that they come together in 30 minutes max. Yeah, I need so that. So they also take less than two pots and pans, mm-hmm. and there's very little cleanup. So I am not the cook that I would like to be, but Oliver is very good in the kitchen. And honestly, he was really excited yeah. about HelloFresh yeah. because with this meal plan, you get enough to really easily feed the, the whatever number you're signing up for with amounts left over. Yeah. They yeah, also have a, a lunch thing. to dinner plan where you make a lunch meal and then you have mm-hmm. leftovers that you incorporate into your dinner. 
which I thought mm-hmm. was really cool. There's no waste going on. No. And for us and our house, he really likes it. He likes the idea of a meal delivery service. And when he tried this one, he we're going to go with it. Yeah. Because it's got, it's just sort of has everything. The menu, the recipes also were excellent for our taste buds. Mm-hmm. My favorite was the mushroom ravioli. It was incredible. It had cherry tomatoes really? on it. Oh, it was so good. Really? Yeah. That sounds great. It was we didn't get delicious. that Delicious. Well, I got the veggie plant. Oh, that's right. Well, we got, and for meat lovers out there, we got an amazing teriyaki burger mm. that was really, really good. And it came with these artisan buns. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was it was awesome. And then you could like, and then it had like this squash relish that you could make to go on it. It was really good. It was like stuff that I would never do. It was yeah. super fancy, like you'd order at a restaurant. Yeah, but easy great. fancy. Easy fancy. That's a great, that's a great way for it. So, HelloFresh, you can steal that phrase, easy fancy. Right now, you can get $80 off your first month of HelloFresh if you go to HelloFresh.com forward slash date dateline 80. And then at checkout, enter date dateline 80. That's $80 off That's for your crazy. first month. Yeah, it's really good. So remember, for $80 off your first month, visit HelloFresh.com forward slash date dateline 80 and enter date dateline 80 at checkout. That's basically like receiving eight meals for free for your first month. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, HelloFresh. We love you, HelloFresh. So Michael's trying to win April back by getting their son arrested. Mm-hmm. Come back to me, April. Let's co-parent together. April says no. And the brother, the twin brother, thinks that's probably when Michael snapped. Now, mm-hmm. there's actually a lot of proof to back up this theory. The proof is in Michael's diary. So in the diary slash journal, whatever, Michael seems to have been contemplating suicide before. He wrote a letter to April saying, mm-hmm. I can't go on knowing that you're with someone else. It's either me or the both of us. Goodbye. He yeah. wrote a suicide letter earlier. And so that's pretty damning evidence. That was my yeah. OMG moment right there. So Madison is going to church and he's really nervous about trial. He's out on bond. He is going to church and he meets Greg Biggs in a prayer group. Mr. Biggs. And, Mr. Biggs. Yeah. Mr. Biggs is great. Wait a minute. What was the how they meet their prayer partners? So the, the the pastor says your guys are going to pair up into groups and he draws names out of a hat or probably out of a, a yarmulke, Can, except it's no, whatever Christians not, no, use. No, he draws it out. There's no yarmulke. <laughs> there's no Christian hat. What's the, that? The, the, um, the donation bucket thing? That's Yes, the tithing. Yes, bin. the yeah, tithing thing. Go. They mm-hmm. put all their names in and then they randomly pick people out. And Tyler Madison is paired with Greg Biggs, who happens to be a former state's attorney and former FBI agent. Perfect. Which, I mean, sometimes you do have to believe in fate. What are the odds? Or faith. There you go. Uh-huh. So Mr. Big wants to help him. He says, Madison talking about homecoming didn't mean anything. He was just a teenager whose parents have just been killed. Teenagers do dumb things and say dumb things all the time, which I've always said their brains are literally not fully formed. Mm -hmm. As an example. Correct. Of how teenagers do questionable, dumb things. Yeah. Mr. Biggs, when he was a teenager, kissed a dead dog on the road as a dare. Couple things with that. Mm-hmm. Number one, that's absolutely the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah. 
And that's clearly why Mr. Viggs goes to church, because only Jesus could help you get that image out of your head. Mm -hmm. He needs Jesus. Number two, he does this long pause immediately after he tells the story. No, it's cut and like I that. think he's internally <laughs> screaming to himself, why, why did, did you, you say, say that? that, Biggs? No, I, I think absolutely. You and could have th- thought of any other anecdote to tell. Stupid, mm-hmm. stupid. Nancy told me not to embarrass myself and I had to tell the dead dog story. I'm never going to hear the end of this. Yeah. Can I ask Minx to take it out? They're not going to take it out, are they? They're going to use that. Uh- and I would have liked a shot of Josh's face. That's my third point is they cut to Mank. We don't see it as he's telling him, but we cut immediately to Mank. Mank is such a consummate professional. Zero mm-hmm. reaction. No reaction. No. I want to know what he was thinking. We will ask him. He just continues on like as if not, as if that was the most normal story that you could tell. I think he has to because he- I think he also doesn't want uh, Mr. Biggs to immediately say, can you not hear that? <laughs> so he's like, cover so Josh it up. has to like yeah. barrel through. So we can just keep, keep it going. In. Yeah. Keep going because that is Staying. an atrocious yes. story. <laughs> now, Mank himself told an anecdote about how young children can do dumb things when he mm-hmm. told his Ma- Mary Poppins, Manky Poppins himself mm-hmm. off of the roof with an umbrella. That's right. an enjoyable kids being dumb story but mr biggs took it to a way too far of a level no there's a line and mr biggs is like in the next county over yes it's like like, crossed the county line into yeah it's like if you said teenagers do the dumbest things kimberly i once stole a lipstick and i'll be like i know i once killed my brother and wore his face as a mask aren't teenagers crazy (laughs) too far i was so rambunctious i know such a scamp i was a scamp now, oh, wow. I do want to mention our insider, the Benton Bunch, did want to assure me that not everyone in Alabama kisses dead dogs. As if of we were thinking not. that that Never. represents the whole state. No, I think this guy had that unfortunate story and just should have picked a different example. He just he picked the wrong story. You just and I've done it. Just you pick the wrong thing. And you see it in his face. Yeah. I just why. He's, why am I saying why are these words coming out? <laughs> Like, yeah, and you can't stop it. Nope. Oh, it's terrible. Now, he says the evidence points to a fight. This is good Mm -hmm. evidence. April has Michael's DNA under her fingernails. Mm -hmm. And Michael has scratches on his face. So they were in some sort of physical altercation. Yeah. There is no DNA or blood on Madison. Although I do, I did read later that there were a few drops of blood on Madison's shirt. But that was not verified. So I'm not totally sure about that. So they never tested it. To they, see who's... they don't test D- the DNA or bl- or they do test the DNA on him. And they said there was none. In fact, Dateline says there was no blood on him. But I did, did read one thing hands? that said okay. this, that's interesting. So Mank says that they did test Michael's hands for gunshot residue. No, I'm sorry. Scratch that. They did not test Michael's hands, which would have proven the whole thing. If they think Michael shot April and then shot himself, that right, would so have why would they proved do they, that? they did not test his hands. And Mank says there is some disparity over whether or not they tested Madison, which is very interesting that there's people have different opinions on whether they tested him or not. How like, did they even charge him? Exactly. How did he even get charged? Yeah. 
I don't know. And also, how is there a disparity, whether you tested them or not? Was he just being a punk? I think he was being a punk. And I think like, was this he sheriff... really bad in that interview? And they were just like, no, no. I have another theory. OK, yeah. I have another theory, too. OK. But, all right. So okay. there they think that in the 11 minutes that in it was 11 minutes, he shot both of his parents. He somehow maybe changed his clothes and then burned the clothes in the woods or something that had blood on them. And no, then not only that. He ran to his neighbor's house. There's no full fingerprint on the gun. April's DNA is on the trigger or a partial print of her her print. A partial is on print the of April mm-hmm. is on the trigger, which makes me think they were wrestling for the gun. April and Michael. I have a theory okay. on this. But Mr. Biggs, aka Kisses with Dead Dogs finds no stop that we we shall not never discuss this again (laughs) we have to it's so horrible he stuck his foot so far of his mouth it came out of his butt and when he goes home his wife nancy nance is going to give him such a hard time about it yeah she you didn't tell the dead dog story did you biggs biggs stupid why did you do that I told you not to embarrass Biggs, us. It's out there for America now. It's no, it's out Everyone there for the world. Everyone knows the world. This show is seen worldwide. They subtitle it. They're going to put that in the subtitles, and people in China are going to be like, "Oh my God, he kissed a dead dog." On the mouth. And no one is ever going to know you for. And I'm sure you did amazing work in the FBI and as a state's attorney. But he, you know what? That's going to be on your gravestone, Biggs. It's done, Biggs. I'm so sorry. And you know what? Dateline producer did tweet that he has actually gotten wrongfully convicted people released from jail in his career. And I think they were saying that as a way to be like, please don't just remember him as the kiss in the dog. I'm sorry. It's done. It's never going to be scrubbed out of our brains. So sorry, Biggs. I'm really sorry. sorry. But you shouldn't have said it. So he, Mr. Biggs, is sitting in front of Mink with an unloaded gun, which I thought was really weird because usually they do those sort of demonstrations in a lab. Mm -hmm. And it's like during the interview. And it makes there's me, no lab. You, there's no lab in eclectic. They <laughs> don't know. So may, I don't like guns and I don't want them near Mankey. It makes me uncomfortable, yeah, even if it's unloaded. So You're he protective. demonstrates the way you'd shoot yourself from behind. So here's the biggest thing, though. This is my second OMG moment. Mm-hmm. Madison was still handcuffed behind his back when the police right. came and he was at the neighbor's house. Right. He's still handcuffed. What do you think? He's Houdini? Like, maybe he and Sandra Melgar were practicing tying themselves up and locking her in the closet. I want, And then he says, well, our cops were able to do it, which gave me the funniest visual of the cops trying to, like, roll around on the ground doing Joe Bluth, his illusions, Michael. That's not my trick, Michael. It's my illusion. I will say we had my mom try it last night and she did it in about two seconds. Now my mom undo handcuffs. No, take them from behind her back and then Uh pull her arms underneath her and underneath her feet into the front. Oh yeah. You can do that. Two seconds. It took her. She weighs about 80 pounds though. So he weighed 80 pounds. Yeah. Did you see him? He's a, yeah. Yeah. He's a scrawny kid, but I, I think, no, he definitely could do it. But wouldn't that be a pre-planned type of thing, like, that you would think to do that? Oh, no, the the whole thing is so weird. He didn't do that. Yeah. I mean, just because it's plausible. And then they said that he unlocked it. Yeah. Then they said that the key was on the floor, 
he says that he unlocked himself and then killed his parents and then reattached. <laughs> reattached his handcuffs attached, behind him. Handcuffed hand himself behind. Yeah. Behind. Ran to the neighbor. And runs to the neighbor. Huh. Okay. Okay. This is just the most far-fetched so, dribbledry. Yeah. And this is like, where Mank is not having it. I think he's no. still angry about being called Josh earlier because he yeah. says, wait, wait, wait. This is what you think happened. And right. the sheriff is like, yes, that is what I think happened. The sheriff says he sleeps great at night, knowing he is the right killer. Well, offers good for that you, up, by the way. What? Yeah, offers that up. Yeah. Just completely I offers that up straight away. I sleep great, by the way. Yeah. Good for you, okay. a-hole. Night-night. No. The sheriff says that his deputy said that Michael seemed fine when he was there 11 minutes before. So here's the thing. Michael yes. was on heavy, heavy narcotics, had called the cops on his son, has put his cuffs, teenage son in handcuffs. But yep, everything seems good here. I'm going to leave. The sheriff's son is the deputy that did this. Now, that's right. can we just get the sheriff to admit that this is a huge part of it? You don't want your son, the deputy to look like an idiot because he left the family in this toxic, dangerous situation where two people were dead 11 minutes after he left. So it's easier for him to say that it was Madison, David blaming himself out of handcuffs and killing his parents. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. It's his son. He's totally protecting yeah, his no. son because his son could be charged with like leaving them in this dangerous situation. Of course, he's not going to be because it's a big boys club. But you know what I'm saying? How bad that would look for the sheriff who left 11 minutes before. But I guess it's also just sort of like he's probably sees some crazy stuff. I'm sure some crazy stuff goes down in that town, especially right. if there's if there's drugs uh -huh. or whatever. So... I'm sure that he didn't, in all honesty, think that a murder was going to happen moments after he left. Right. So he That's wouldn't. Nice of you. He shouldn't have been blamed. Right. But I see that they are. That you're right. He probably is doing everything he can to make sure that he's not blamed. Yes, that's why he said Michael seemed fine. He didn't seem to be on drugs. He said it was totally yeah. fine. Was yeah. it? Because mm, he was on a bad. cocktail of drugs that could make somebody pass out. No, he's straight up on... Yeah, he was on Oxy. Yeah, And his no. son is handcuffed there. But no, it was fine. So I think that the sheriff is covering for his son. And here's the second thing about the sheriff's whole thing that really bothers me. If we can go back to the horrifying moment where he called Mank Josh, he says, uh -huh. if it walks like a duck, all of that, then it's a duck. That that mm -hmm. is the simplest solution, that Madison is the killer. Except that's the opposite of what's happening. The simplest solution is that Michael shot and killed himself after he shot April. He left a diary saying he was going to do that. So you're saying now that if it looks like a duck, a duck is getting yourself out of handcuffs, shooting your parents, re-handcuffing yourself, having no right. blood on you, running to the neighbor. But that's the simplest solution. Okay. Right. Perfect. That makes so if sense. it walks, talks, yeah. smells, and sounds like the most like insane duck, plan ever, it's actually a donkey. Yes. Yeah, it's really stupid. Yeah, it's yeah. so stupid. I hate the sheriff so much. I start to feel flames on the side of my face when I think about mm -hmm. him. Now mm -hmm. the trial is about to start. Madison's been out on jail. He has a new girlfriend, and he says, "Don't wait for me." 
It's very romantic. Don't wait for me, my love. Um, I don't. I don't know why we get that. Like <laughs> they let us know that he's he's dating, and he's and that we don't meet her. No. And I kind of thought that it might be the brunette Snapchat girl. Yeah, I was that like, would make Oh, maybe you... that's his girlfriend. Yeah, but it's no, it's not. No. It's somebody we don't see. But he tells her, "Heads up, I might be getting two life sentences." If you don't want to wait for me, that's fine. Peace, peace out. out. Backwards peace sign. Gangsta. Backwards peace sign. Alabama for life. Like, what if he makes an yeah. A with Bama the... for life? Yeah. Bama. Yep. Yeah. So. For L. She's doing it. Oh, I'm trying to do an A4L. Yeah. So then there's a stunning announcement from the district attorney who reminded me a little of Toby from the West Wing. But whatever. Oh. Uh, he says, he holds a press conference. This is before the trial has even started. He says, they don't have proof beyond a reasonable doubt to try Madison. And they are dismissing all of the charges. I have almost never heard of this. Is I know. insane. I was like, way to go, Alabama. You may have the worst sheriff in the world, but, and a ton of ex cops for some reason. Yeah. But good job. Because I, but even they, if you think he did it, I don't think there's enough to convict him. There's not even close. No. They didn't, and they didn't do the investigation right. No, they, they didn't. didn't get any of the info they needed to get. No. To, be able to do it. And here's one of the reasons they decided not to go to trial is the pathologist who had originally put homicide as the cause of death is now not 100% sure that it was homicide and doesn't feel like he could go on the stand and swear that it was homicide, which WT freaking F, isn't that what the undetermined box is for? Cause of death, undetermined. If you're not 100% sure, undetermined so do you think he was pressured by the sheriff to put it as a homicide that i think that's possible i wouldn't put it past the sheriff yeah yeah i do think that's possible actually uh they think it was more likely than not a homicide but that's not good enough they really don't know and then Hmm. we meet tony who Mank kind of introduces Tony as if we've met him before. Did we meet him earlier? I have no recollection of meeting him earlier. We do not meet him. So maybe he was in before and then he got cut? Yeah, because they're like, Tony has thoughts about it. And I was like, who the F is Tony? Where did you come from? Tony comes out of nowhere. Why are you here? Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? (laughs) Cotton Eye Tony. I don't know who he is. Like, But he's apparently a bandmate. He's apparently a bandmate of Michael. But like... I think they must have put this in to try to make Michael right, seem a humanized. little better yes. because he's not shown right. in the best light and he right. died. And so, yes. so Tony's saying he wants to remember Michael like playing the guitar and having fun, not like handcuffing his son and resigning in shame because of his drugs and stealing evidence. Um, but who are yeah. you, Tony? Like, why are you here? Much like Tony, who married McKelty on Sister Wives. We don't need you here right now. I'm sure you're fine, but no thank you. Now, everyone in April and Michael's lives never thought that Madison did it. Like, they are glad. Even April's best friend says that April can rest now knowing her son is not in jail because he didn't do it. But Sheriff, he says that it's still an open case and that they could refile charges again at any time. But not really. Because really. if he does, he'll have his butt handed to him again 
publicly by the DA's office, and his tiny little Becky's protege cannot handle the humiliation. So right. he's talking a big game, like he could refile at any time. No, he'll just get it handed to him again. And then he's not going to do that. That's Is that the hill you want to die on, Sheriff? Like, it will not work yeah. out for you. Yeah. He might be waiting out the DA. And if there's a new DA, he might try to get that DA's on, on his side. And he then might. he could refile. So, but this is why Madison says he's not really allowed to talk about the specifics on Dateline. Because he is still technically, like, not out of the woods. He's not cleared in this case. He kind of has to live his life now as if he could be retried at any moment. He Mm. got his high school diploma while he was out on bond, which I thought was cool. He wants to go to college and then law school to be a criminal defense attorney. Now, I'm totally on board, and I was like, good Mm -hmm. for him, good for him. And then he does that thing where he talks too much and over-explains. He says... I want to be a lawyer. I want to fight for teenagers who are in this situation. It's not about the money for me. I mean, lawyers make good money, but it's not about the money for me. No one asked you about the money, you D-bag. You you are mad about something that you and I do all the time, which is over-explain, over-analyze things. He's He's just talking too much. It's all right. He's talking way too much, and that is what is in his head. No one else would think about saying that unless that was in your mind about the money. Why else would you say that? No one asked Well, because you. I think he's trying to be like, I'm not an idiot. I know that lawyers make a lot of money, but I'm I'm not actually going for it for that. I'm going for it because, and also defense lawyers, I don't think no. do. Public defenders don't make that much no, money. No, that's so true. You are in for a big surprise, <laughs> Tyler Madison, if you think you're going to make a lot of money. I think that's not a very high paying job, no. but I'm not sure. Uh, April is buried right next to Michael which was so strange. creepy to me. The only thing I can think of is I, that they already had bought family plots and the family yes. can't afford yes. to move her and get her a new it's ex- plot. It's expensive. Because it's so expensive. Yeah. But I would say this is when you get a Kickstarter campaign. Like people online would donate to make oh, a yeah. woman not have to be buried next to the man who maybe killed her. Like yes, I would totally donate to that. But I think this all happened when they thought that Madison did it. But the family didn't ever really think that Madison did it. Yeah, you're totally right. So So this is not romantic. This is not Romeo and Juliet sitting next to each other. This is murder. Yeah. Yeah. Now Madison visits his mom's grave. And then he gives his dad's grave the cold shoulder. They're literally right next to each other. I love this. He doesn't care if there's a ghost coming out of the ground. He's like... Mm-mm. Bye. Sorry, nearly headless Nick. I um, can't talk to you now. Maybe next time. And then, hi, I mom. How good. are you? Let me sit down and chat with you. Like, I think it's great. It's I think awesome. it must suck for him, though, to have to go when he goes to visit his mom. His dad's right there. You're right. That's and any family terrible. member who goes to visit April has to look at that other grave thinking this person killed that person. That is terrible. Like, yeah. you should never. The murder. Oh, my God. It's so terrible. Maybe we yeah. could pace to exhume her and move her somewhere else. Like, yeah. Uh, so there's a couple things. There's one thing that is mentioned in an article that made me go, huh, I don't understand. Hmm. Madison apparently, according to some sources, smoked a cigarette at the neighbor's house when they were waiting for police to come. Oh. I don't understand. How do you get out of the handcuffs? This is my question. The neighbor said in this one article that they ran to go check on the parents 
and left Madison to smoke a cigarette. Now, I don't know if this is accurate or not, but it makes me question a lot of things. Because he was still in huh. handcuffs with the hands behind his back when the police came. The hands were behind him when the police came? Yes. Did they say that or did they just say he was still in handcuffs? No, they said, well, he had said, my hands were like this. And he demonstrates how his hands were behind his back. During what point, though? Because maybe he had flipped his hands at this point. I don't know when he would have. Yeah, I guess you're right. He could have sat down at the neighbor's house and then pulled his hands underneath. But our whole point is that he didn't think to do that. And he even says, I couldn't have done that. I had never been in handcuffs before. So I would never think to, like, flip them to the front underneath my legs. He says that to Mink. So he's saying he didn't do it. So how did he have a cigarette? Yeah, I don't understand. Unless there was another neighbor literally feeding it to him. <laughs> or maybe, maybe, maybe like, Arrest Development and Lucille Bluth just blows the, the smoke into Buster's mouth. And then he runs to outside and blows it out. I wonder. Yeah, that's so weird. It's really weird. I don't know if it ha- if anyone has more information on if like that's a reliable. Did the neighbors thing. hear the shots? Uh, that's in a the good article. Question too. Did they say they anything? They don't say that. It's a good yeah. question. I don't know. Um, B roll bonanza. Mm-hmm. So the flag of America and Alaska are shown. I mean Alabama. Al- mm-hmm. Where are we? Alabama. Alabama. Definitely yeah. not Alaska. Yeah. The flag of. Uh, America and Alaska are shown right as they're dismissing the charges, which kind of made me think that Mank was on that side, like was on Madison's side, because it sort of felt like a like let freedom ring like, it, you know, he the justice won. Yeah. You know, did you feel like you don't? Well, I think that he was totally on his side. Yeah, no, I definitely do. But I felt like that editing choice was very. Yeah. Like, yeah, I agree. A little nod. Uh, Madison, there's two B-rolls with Tyler Madison. One is when he's out free on bail, Mm -hmm. he is riding in the back of a pickup truck. Yes, he is. I thought that was illegal. It is. Maybe not in Alabama. Um, It is. They do this really weird close-up of his hand on the side of the truck, and it's vibrating from the truck. I don't really know what that was about. And then there's this shot above him. Like yeah. looking down on him. And How'd they get that? That's my question. It was not a drone shot. I think Mm-mm. there was a cameraman somehow tethered and standing up while the truck is moving, shooting down on Tyler. And I just think, was it worth it for that shot? Did you think that was your Emmy shot? Like, is there like a steady cam? It, like the guy with the, you know? Maybe. But the thing is, all it takes is one pothole. And either that camera yeah. that's worth thousands of dollars or that cameraman who has a wife and kids at home are going flying out of that truck. Right. Is it worth it? I don't know. No. Then we see Madison sitting on a porch railing and not holding on to the railing at all. And I'm scared of heights. It made me really nervous. I kept thinking, like, why is he such a daredevil? I need his frontal lobe to develop ASAP. Mm. He's a reckless I did not notice one. that. Yeah. I didn't like it. He's also been in prison, so he's, he's like, like whatever. whatever. I can yeah, I ride in the back of this truck. It's not going to get me. Yeah. He didn't seem like that, though. He didn't have that attitude when he came out of prison. No. He's definitely different. Yeah, he has changed, I think. Yeah, he's grown up. He looks different. Yeah. Some people online still thought he was a D-bag. The money comment with the lawyers really pissed people off, I have to say. Uh, really? Yes. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, Interesting. All right. Yeah. We'll get there. They did not like that. Um, what else do you want to do? So Josh in a voiceover, and normally I love Josh, but I was a little 
not happy that he says normally when men commit suicide, they use their dominant hand. So just men? Yeah, I thought that too. I thought they used that. Wh- women use the opposite. Women are known women for Women use using- their non. Women stick the gun between their boobs and then they squeeze the their boobs like together what? and it sets off I the don't- trigger. Why didn't he just say normally People. when a person commits suicide? Yeah. Right. I thought Why that was really it- funny. I left it then. Just men. Yeah, no, just men. They just use, men their, dominant use their dominant hand. hand. So did you have a different, um, I want to skip ahead. Do you have a different alternative theory of what happened here? Uh, no, I think it's one of two you things. Don't? I think it's Michael or I think it's Madison. And I don't think what? they proved either one, but I think it was Michael. Why would make you think that it could be Madison? The cigarette? The cigarette? That he maybe wasn't handcuffed? The cigarette thing and the, um, oh, I should, I think I forgot to mention the reason the, defense or the reason the sheriff thinks it's possible he didn't have blood on him is because he thinks with that sort of a weapon that it wouldn't bleed that fast so you wouldn't get blood on you it wouldn't be like yeah. a high splatter spatter sorry yeah yeah who like, said that it was a different detective yeah, yeah. and that. i was like huh i don't know about that but, but we're not really shown the crime scene so i don't know how much right so blood. i i don't know but then i read that he had a few drops of blood on him which so how, how would he me. how would he have even gotten the gun with well, his hands handcuffed behind his back? Like this whole thing is hard because of the handcuffs, right? Well, they think he uncandcuffed himself first and then got the gun and then shot his parents who were clearly fighting because she has scratches. He yes. has scratches and she has mm-hmm. DNA under her fingernails. So he mm-hmm. interrupted his parents and decided to shoot them both because they were going to send him to juvie. Uh, hmm. I think more likely they, if it's if it's possible that he was involved, he was got in the scuffle with the three of them and the gun went off. And now he's lying for some reason that it was his dad and he just heard it. Did you get the sense at all that he was lying in his police interview? No, I believed him. It Neither, seemed like he was trustworthy. Yeah, me too. He was being a D-bag in his video confession or his video thing about the girls he's sleeping with. But he's a dumb teenager who is doing false bravado, I think. And yeah. trying to sound cool while he's in prison. But I, I kind of believed him in the interrogation. And the fact I that he too. kept saying a polygraph, I want to take a polygraph. But again, if he's a crazy sociopath, he had already figured out how to beat the polygraph. And this whole thing was pre-planned. I don't know. He doesn't seem that bright to me. So, But I think we would have also gotten more stories about him being leaning more towards that tendency instead right. of just being a dumb teenager like he would have, right. you know. Yeah. So do you think there's any chance that she did it? Yes. Because it's her DNA on the trigger. Now, somebody online said, what if, this was interesting, what if yeah. Michael shot her mm-hmm. and she's survived because she's shot through the hand? Mm-hmm. And he shot her maybe twice, once in the head, but she was still alive when they came. So she, mm-hmm. I've seen people on Datelines with crazy head injuries and they get up and walk around and then right. they collapse. She grabbed for the gun and then shot him back in self-defense. And yes. that's why her fingerprint is on the gun. So that's what I thought too. What if that happened? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I still don't think she started it. I think everything in their history says oh, no. that he, he started it. Oh, he started it. She didn't come after him exactly. with a gun. But I am also wondering, did she did she get the gun to protect herself? Did she was she the one that pulled out the gun? Right. Did she come with the gun? Right. 
Or was the gun his? We don't really know. I'm assuming the gun was his, Michael's. Okay. But we don't. I don't think they specifically said that. Hmm. I think maybe also Michael shot her on accident. When they were fighting? I think maybe he was threatening her with the gun. Mm-hmm. And then shot her. But if you go to what, if it, if you hear footsteps, hoof, if you hear hoofbeats, think horses, not zebras. He had said in his diary. Yeah, you're right. It's either me or both of us. Yeah. So it kind of. Yeah. So maybe this was just, and he was on that crazy, like pain pill cocktail. Uh And he was just, this is it. Yeah, I do. I really think that's the most likely scenario and not. No, I think the only other possibility, because it was her fingerprint on right. the trigger last, mm-hmm. or maybe, because her fingerprint was on the trigger. So she at some, at some point, point she, touched, she touched it. She touched that yeah. gun and had her finger on the tri- mm-hmm. trigger. The only other thing is that, right, he shot her and then put the gun down or did something. She got a hold of the gun and shot him. Right. Which, good for her. He had just to shot protect, her twice. Probably to protect Madison. Right. So that he wouldn't, yeah. Yeah. This could have turned into a family murder-suicide. Yeah, it really could have. I'm really glad that Madison ran out of the house. Mm -hmm. This could have been everyone in the house. Yeah. Could have been dead. Yeah. So, oh my God, it's so sad. It is really sad. But also... With the two other little boys, who I'm now wondering if they're twins. That would be amazing. However, on on Twitter, Mank said that they don't speak to Madison, which... No, they do. I read an article that said that he had been corresponding with them when he was in prison. They'd been co- corresponding through social media. Oh, really? Hmm. Maybe there are factions of his family that think he did it. That's what I'm wondering. If whoever's raising those two kids now thinks that Madison did it. And that's why they're corresponding through social media, because that's not right. checked as like they can yeah, do that with some anonymity. I, we're just guessing. We have no idea. But I don't know. But it did uh, seem what, like all of April's family felt like he didn't do it. So I don't know. Hold on. Can I give you a fashion police that's going to rock your world? Yes. It is actually a picture of Tyler um, in his mugshot. Tell me if you can see what his shirt say. Uh, Aeropostal. Correct. Did I make your day? Yeah. I would think it would be like Quicksilver. No, it's Aeropostal. That's the same as Quicksilver. Oh, is it? I thought it was fancier. What do you think it, it is? You don't know fancier. what it is. fancier. Okay. So Doesn't it sound also, fancier? Josh had a fancy shirt in this episode. He had a band collar, which is not normal for him. He normally has a normal collar, but he had a band collar shirt that it was white. And then he had a patterned blue. Mm. Did you see that shirt? No, because I was so distracted because someone said, I hope he's wearing his hanky. What kind of hanky is he going to wear? And Dateline producer said, um... The Susan Nall, the producer, might have something to say about that. She might have to do some explaining. And I was like, I'm scared. <gasps> what do you mean? And then I start watching the episode and they keep doing shots of him like chest, not even like like almost shoulder up. And it was like, where's that? You can't see the hanky. And then there's one B-roll shot where you see him sitting at a table and you see a hanky. And I was like, Did thank they- God. Did they do it on purpose? I don't know, because Dateline was very teasing on Twitter. Like, someone has some explaining to do because oh. they, he was not showing his hanky. And you know Tammy was freaking out over her bingo. Let's do it. I'm ready. I'm excited. Okay. Corrigan Vaughn talking about the dead dog story. Dude thought that story was going to be way more relatable than it actually was. Yeah, really. <laughs> Amanda. Madison seems like the type of kid who wears all day, every day, and always going deep t-shirts. Yep, yep, there we, we go. Just, we just solved it. Melanie, this is my favorite. 
Oh, I'm in uh, somewhere, St. Louis for Easter, and my mom and I just sat down to watch Dateline, and only 11 minutes of it taped. What do I do? And Dateline said, okay, that's spooky since the episode was called 11 Minutes. Melanie writes, upon further investigation and realizing that having several glasses of wine has not improved our intelligence, the entire Ah! episode was in fact recorded, and the title of said episode made us think that only 11 minutes had been recorded. Hashtag don't drink before watching. And Dateline wrote back, no words. (laughs) And I wrote back, oh, I'm definitely reading that on the podcast. Oh, that's great. (laughs) I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. And you just be like, no. What? 11 minutes only. Um, Kaisler Sose, my theory, the uncles are really the same person, just wearing different wigs. Yep. Yep. I'm I'm into that Uh because I couldn't. And I don't think they were both cops. I I got, we got to find that out. Why why is everyone leaving? The police, the sheriff. (laughs) Because the sheriff. Yeah. Yeah. We need an investigation into this town. Yes. Dateline wrote, have you ever gotten a letter from someone apologizing for a past wrong? Tammy wrote, yes, just so happens they were in jail also. Funny how being alone with your thoughts lets you see clearly the douchebag deep hidden inside of yourself. There you go. Uh, RJ wrote, damn, does everyone in that town have a skinny, slim face? Uh, Yeah, there are a lot of slim faces going on. Yes, right? Um, Yeah. Moms and Murder, our beloved friends. Hi. Uh, Alex Trebek. The quote is, I kissed a dead dog on the road when I was 17. Me, what is things you hid for over 50 years and just slipped up and shared on Dateline, Alex? Yeah, for real. Yeah, seriously. Um, What's sir sign B? Another mystery. How did Madison's dad land his mom? She was a hottie and he looked like if you drew a smiley face on a balloon. (laughs) (laughs) Did you almost spit out your drink? (laughs) I did. That's surprisingly accurate. That's really, really well done. Uh, it's the same person. What's your sign, B? I definitely got a virgin vibe from Madison. So on top of suspecting him of killing his parents, now I also suspect he's lying about sleeping with anyone. Yeah, I kind of I kind of thought that, too. Citizen Janney, Madison's twin uncles are the southern version of the Property Brothers. Middle is Martha. The twist Maybe. is that Michael never died. He is the FBI prayer partner guy with the grown-out white hair and beard. That would be a good twist. Michelle Bond, why is the sheriff's badge so tiny? <laughs> it was so yeah. little. Uh, Corey K, you know damn well nobody dared you to kiss a dead dog. You wanted to do that. <laughs> no, he got dared. No, it's, he didn't want to do that. Snarky said, did he just say he kissed a dead dog in the road? How unattractive are the women in this town? Oh, boy. Christy oh boy. Taylor, is Uncle Matt a skunk? Yep. Bumblebee, the Aww. uncle looks like Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Pink Spider. This guy knows what a duck smells and feels like. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is my very favorite. I'm ending with this. So Dateline okay. tweeted, do you agree, agree with the decision to dismiss the charges? Yes. No. Not sure. Red Star Woman wrote, what charges? <laughs> no, she didn't. L- Linda. Why are you responding if you don't know what's going on here? What are you guys talking about? What Dateline NBC? What's that? Oh, it's a show about charges and murder. What is that? What charges? You didn't watch the episode. So why like are on you a responding? Yes. <laughs> like I dispute the charges? <laughs> My TJ Maxx like card? Dis- I'd like to dispute these $30. What charges did they dismiss? Why? 
What charges? And someone wrote back. He was charged nope. with two murders. The day the trial was to start, don't, they said all the charges respond. were dropped. <laughs> Why? Don't respond to Linda's. Don't let her. No, don't. Don't, don't encourage that sort gotta, of behavior. You cut it off. Don't encourage yeah. that sort of behavior. Click on it. You get. You She's see just it says keep Dateline going. NBC. You look on, click on them. See what they are. They're a show about murder. It's about murder charges. Maybe watch the episode and then come back and tweet. No, Linda, what charges? I can't. I can't. <laughs> Where's our song for Linda? That's <laughs> Linda. And if you guys don't understand who Linda is or what a Linda is, please listen to Devil's Bathtub. Yeah. We should just put a time code in. Yeah, for, the, for Devil's Bathtub. For when Linda made her first appearance yeah. of many. Um, One of our listeners has created an Instagram account for Linda. Yeah. And she is capturing real life Lindas online and also doing fake Lindas, which are very fun. It's called Linda, Linda, Linda-ing. That's really good. Yeah, it's so good. Um, Was Linda, Linda-ing taken? <laughs> Do not know. I want to know. Maybe it's because Linda is her first name and Linda's her last name. And then she's yeah. Linda-ing. No, she's Linda Linda-ing. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Yeah. Okay, we got it. Um, a couple more things really quick. Mm-hmm. Someone tweeted us a picture. Clifton says it's a picture of a license plate that has a picture of Dolly Parton on it. And the <gasps> license plate is J-O-L-3-N, Jolene. And Who is it? That's What? Whose is it? I don't know. But it says, I'm begging of you, please don't take my van. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's very impressive. Thank you, that Clifton. could be a t-shirt. Yeah. Thank you, Clifton. Yeah. It's, that, that made my year. Yeah. That's really good. It's really good. Um, Leah said, I would like to take a minute to thank Date, Dateline for saying convulsing, which reminded me that I left my epilepsy meds at home and turned around back to get them. We're saving oh, lives. You're welcome. You're, we are saving lives. Um, Our dear friend, Fizz, Elizabeth Rose, she said that I believe some people mistakenly use the term Patronus, but the correct term is Patropods. I just made that up. And Sky Rules jumped in and said, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a whiny brat, but I'm the one who came up with Patronus. And I keep writing to Liz going, why are you stuck on this Patronus? Are they like pods? Patropods, like pod people? Are they like robots? Hinch. For your, your patroning the podcast. Patropods, maybe. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. But now she keeps doing, anytime I mention her Patronus, she just writes hashtag Patropods. She's trolling me. Stick to it. Stick to it, girl. <laughs> she's like going to make, it's like, stop trying to make Fetch happen. No, they're going to make, <laughs> she's going to make fetch, ha- fetch happen. It's yeah. Patropods or bust. Yeah. Give me Patropods or give me death. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Tran said, until your last episode, I thought that the Countess was saying, ignorance is learned my friend and i always thought that was so weird because learning makes you less ignorant well who's the ignorant one now that's fine it's it's a very difficult song to understand and then i did insert it into the episode so so you can hear this is also luann singing it live on a morning show and i'm going to say live in quotes in bunny ears (laughs) because she's singing over the top of her track quietly Oh my God, I should have shared it with you. Someone on Twitter sent me an SNL clip of the ladies of real whatever housewives that you've never heard of and their soundtrack. And they all it's all talking. Elegance, dancing, makeup, like this. And then all of a sudden it goes into that um, dubbing with the, uh, like, you know where they put the sound, like the, what am I trying to say? 
the equalizer, like they sound like womp, they're robots. Womp, womp. No, oh, but yeah, their yeah. voices oh, no, the are auto tune. Auto tune is like, and yeah, they're yeah, all yeah, in yeah. auto tune. It's so good. I'll send it. I'll that repost great. it. It's really funny. Um, Aaliyah said, I do want you to know that in Philly, there are fat Tonys out there selling baby turtles, two for $5 or one for $3 on the side of the road. So are I was there? 100% right about fat Tonys selling hamsters, but these are turtles. Did everyone get our disclaimer for the last episode that apologized for the Jersey accents that were seriously like 60%? Yeah. If you didn't like it, like I don't mind if you just turned it off. Yeah, because you might have had good. to. But, and they were extensive, and we kept going. Yeah. It's like we couldn't be stopped. They were culturally wrong, not accurate, <laughs> were, offensive. We lost 50 to 5 to 50 New Jersey listeners. That's how I'm guessing how many we have yeah. from New Jersey. Yeah. I'm hoping and like I'm 26 sorry. will come back. Let us get win you back. Yeah. Because we didn't mean it. We're doing it out of love. We just, we're, we're not that good. No, we're just not. We're not good. Um, even though trying. we did save Leah's life with her epilepsy meds. So that's good. We did that's one good. good thing. Um, we did miss a great title from LV. He was a skater boy. Kathleen said, see you later, boy. <sighs> right. Yeah. Avril's always good. Yeah. So Stephanie requested because we were late that we do what I thought was Kristen Cavallari saying Steve Ben from. But when did you ever do that? I've probably Maybe I've never done it. I just, you've never done it. I just thought I had done it, maybe. And I you thought you done had it. done it, but you've never seen Laguna Beach. No. So it doesn't make any and sense. And you've never done it. No. No. No sense. No. And then, so it was Nancy Grace. Yeah. Saying it to the guy who was the crazy guy with the facial hair that killed the student. And he was her neighbor. And he snuck into her apartment and killed her in the bathtub. And he was interviewed on the news all the time because yes. he wanted yes, to be yes, on yes, the yes, news. Yes. And a bunch of people have covered it. Yeah, that case. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you were maybe doing an impression where you were saying, Stephen, what'd you do to that baby girl? No, it was probably, where'd you put the body? Yeah. No, because that is me doing an impression of detox on Drag Race during Snatch Game doing Nancy Grace. That's my impression of detox, not actually Nancy Grace. But it's still pretty good of Nancy Grace. Just do one for Stephanie. Just do it for Stephanie. I just did it. Two days after the child is missing, she is drinking at the bar. Unfortunately, that is not a match. But we do have a DNA match, and that's coming up next after the commercial break. Thank you. Okay. Why did you kiss that dog? (laughs) That's nasty. Sorry. That's all I got. Okay, that's pretty good. I can't do that unrehearsed. Yeah, you killed that baby angel. Oh, you killed that angel baby. What'd you do with that baby girl? (laughs) (laughs) so uh thank you guys follow us on instagram and twitter and facebook we have the best conversations all week long it's just so much fun on there uh leave us a review on itunes and subscribe to us and make sure you're getting our notifications because sometimes we switch episodes we don't record the new one on fridays and you'll only know if you're following us on social media and getting all the updates because dateline's been doing a lot of really sad ones so we've been switching a lot so yeah, sorry, about but I hope that. you enjoyed Kimberly's favorite. Yeah, last week because oh, that was, was a, a fun. That one. was a fun episode. Yeah. Sorry, it's never fun. We shouldn't. I saw something on Instagram. This someone was saying, like talking about, like <laughs> we someone know. saying these are our people. These are our true crime fans. They know sometimes right. it's entertaining, even though it's but terribly not sad. to. Yeah, because did you see that Instagram post? And it said the thing. It was uh, it was a quote, and it was like, "My worst nightmare is that I I get murdered." Yes. 
and two people are like, oh, we've got a good one for you today. See, and I was and, like, but most oh, people God. in the comments were like, I think the exact opposite. I want it to be a of good like, one. I want Mank to cover it. I want Keith to cover it. I want mm-hmm. it's going to be I want it to be on every ID network show. <laughs> yeah, that it just at least make it memorable. That's how most right. of our listeners feel, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can follow us. Uh, join our Patreon group. Patreon. Yeah. Uh, dot com forward slash date dateline you get an extra guacan episode every month also we really could not do this for free every week without the support of our patreons so if you meet no. a peach patreon in real life thank them for all the episodes that we get to do everyone oh meet us come to crime con it's almost the end of using our code which is it is it's almost the end date, dateline so. 19 you can still use our code for like another week and that's it so and then no discount. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, don't watch alone. Watch with... Really should have thought of something here. Abraham Lincoln. I was going to say, don't watch alone. Watch on the Floribama Shore. I wonder how close Eclectic is to the Floribama Shore. Oh, my God. I love Floribama Shore so much. It gives me life. I know. Is it close? I don't know. Hold on. I'm going to tell you right now. Show me. Show me where you are. Show me on the map. This is great podcasting. Yeah, it really is. It's on. It's Johnny on the spot. Oh my. Okay. First of all, I just want to say I'm looking up where Eclectic is in Alabama, and there's a town called Our Town. <gasps> that can't be right. That's got to be this, very confusing. This town, this town says Our Town. Oh. It's like there's a town called. Where are you from? Sen- Our Town. I know what it's your this? town. Where am I? There's like normal towns like Alexander City, Jackson's Gap, and then there's a town called Fish Pond, a town called Equality. Oh, in a town called Our Town. I feel like if you have to name your town Equality, there is not a lot of equality going on there. Yeah. And I also want to say that they are in the smack dab middle of the state and nowhere near the Floribama shore. Apologies to Nielsa. We were wrong. Sorry. Sorry about it. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Don't watch alone. Watch with Steve Bunn. <laughs> Just going to make it work. He never wrote a song for Linda He wrote as though he lived alone He wrote of dreams that end And of sad brave men Inventing worlds he'd never known